grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The text for today comes from Luke chapter 15. But when this son of yours came who had devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. This is the text. Dear friends in Christ, the interesting thing about parables is that we try to see where we fit into the parable. We ask the question, where am I in the story? And it's usually the wrong question to ask because the parables that Jesus tell usually reveal something about the love of God, not who we are. Yet this parable of the prodigal son is one that moves me every time I read it because at least in my case, I can see who I am in the story. In the story of the prodigal son, it would be easy to gloss over the very first line. There was a man who had two sons, but this line sets the tone for the whole parable. What the prodigal son does in asking for his share of the inheritance is in fact him asking for his father to die. Outrageous, you say. And yes, it would seem it is, but it is so since the division of property happened after the death of the father and usually the eldest son would get two-thirds of the inheritance, this youngest son is asking for death and division, 50%. Now, a father in his right mind would never agree to a son disposing of their bequeathed inheritance, that is, to sell it on whatever they want, and yet, that is also what the father does. Thus, the son is lost. This ingrate takes the wealth that he has been given and he spends it on extravagant living. And in spending all of it that has been given to him, everything is lost. And the land that he is in then becomes ravaged with a famine. So lost is this son and lost is everything that he had. He ends up feeding pigs. This Jewish boy joins himself to a Gentile and works for the Gentile man by feeding unclean animals and longs to feed on what the pigs are eating. Luke records, and he would have gladly eaten the pods which the pigs ate, but no one gave him anything. In summary, this boy asks his father to die, and in asking requests more than he would have received in his father's death, then he squanders it on extravagant living and loses everything. He falls lower than an unclean animal in a land far away, and the people there reject him. His rejection is complete. He has done it to himself. This son who was safe and protected and loved took all of that, spit in his father's face and walked away to do his own thing, to find himself, to have a good time. And finally, when nothing is left, no money, no identity, no food, no dignity, no friends, no love from the people with whom he lives, he comes to his senses and says, well, how many of my father's servants have bread to spare? But I perish here with hunger. Hardship causes a change of mind. Sure, it's a base need, but it is enough to jar this young man and his spirit to ask, what have I done? Here he initially repents saying, well, I will get up. I will go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against you and heaven and I am no more worthy to be called your son. Make me a servant. So the prodigal son heads back with a plan. He fully intends to confess his failure, but he wants it to be understood in front of his father in terms of money lost. He has a plan that will still give him his independence from his father and provide for an opportunity to make up for his errors. 
So with his pride intact, he heads back to dad to negotiate for a servanthood. He heads back to dad, the dad he wanted dead, who he took more from than he deserved. And he comes back after having taken everything good and sinned with it. And then Jesus tells us this. While he was still a long way off, the father saw him, had compassion on him, ran to him, embraced him, and kissed him. All of this before a word of confession is uttered. The love of the father precedes the confession of the son. The father runs to meet his wayward son, falls on his neck, and kisses him. What would you expect if you were in the prodigal's shoes? Rejection? A lecture? A debate? Maybe a berating? And what does he receive? Mercy, grace, forgiveness, love. Overwhelmed by his father's mercy and grace, he leaves off the negotiation part of his speech. He says, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no more worthy to be called your son. This great repentance is drawn out of him by the love of a father who then says, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hands and shoes on his feet. Kill the fattened calf. Let us eat and make merry for the son who was dead is alive, who was lost is found. And they began to party. Everything that was lost, that the son had lost, is restored. He's clothed as a son. He has a ring of authority. The shoes of a free man. The son that was lost is found. The son that is dead, was dead, is alive. Now I said at the beginning of the sermon that I knew who I was in the parable, and of course, I am the prodigal son. Pastor, you may be thinking, well, you've walked away from God once. You took the good things that God gave you and you squandered them for yourself. You put yourself first and you asked God to die. No, dear friends, not once. Weekly, daily. I head into my week to do my own thing, and my thing puts me first. It blasphemes God's good name. It forgets his goodness. And Sunday morning, I am drawn here to Riverbend, to the divine service, with my half-baked, half-hearted, half-sincere confession, reciting those rote words put in front of me, I have sinned against you, God, in thought, word, and deed, by what I have done and what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart nor my neighbor as myself. I do justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. And I come and I confess. But before I confess, I know that God has done something wonderful for me. Before I open my mouth for the sake of his son, I know God has made me his son. We are children of God by the waters of our baptism. And God no longer regards us according to our flesh but he sees us through the work and the flesh of his son. For we are baptized into Christ and we are reconciled to the Father, not having any sin counted against us. Here, in this place, the Father throws himself at us for the sake of his son. Here we hear the name into which we are baptized, Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Here we hear the holy absolution. As a called and ordained servant of the word, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Here we hear the love of the Father that sent His Son in the flesh to die on the cross to forgive all of your sins unto life everlasting. Here the Lord sets a table before you in the presence of your enemies, sin and death and your own sinful flesh. 
a meal of his flesh and blood for the forgiveness of your sins and the strengthening of your faith unto life everlasting. If you are sitting there listening, if you're out there in TV land listening and thinking, what have I done? How did I end up here? How could God ever forgive me? How did my life get so messed up? You don't need to negotiate or bring a plan or try to make amends. I tell you, you are loved by God, forgiven for the sake of his son, and promised a feast in heaven at the end of all of this. You are the prodigal son, given everything that the father has to give, forgiven, redeemed, and held safely in the arms of the father unto life everlasting. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.